0: You emailed him and, um, well, he's your real father. And I was just like, all I could do, the only thing I could do is start laughing. And I probably laughed hysterically for five minutes. Mm-hmm.
1: Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an Ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for Not Parent Expected or Non-Paternal Event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 82. NPEs deal with loss and grief. Many of us experience an unexpected intense loss which most people cannot empathize or understand. I'm speaking about disenfranchised grief. This is not necessarily death. It can be. But disenfranchised grief and ambiguous loss. This is an unresolved, it's a frozen grief. Um, This is something that I spent some time on last weekend in a Right to Know webinar. And I would really suggest if you're listening and interested in these terms, Take a little Google dive. Google will do a much better job than I will of explaining these terms, but as an NPE, I really identified with these terms. We are often grieving a trauma that appears unresolvable. It doesn't have closure. And on this webinar last week, uh, I don't believe the webinar is still up, but you can check out the Right to Know Facebook page or their website, righttoknow.us. They had on an NPE named Cody Bowman. He's also a licensed therapist. And he was explaining a lot about the grieving process that NPEs often take. And it's a grieving process that a lot of people don't fully understand. I'm not doing an episode on grieving today, but I did just want to bring it up for a minute in the beginning. This podcast we listen to NPE's stories and oftentimes we are grieving. This is just a reminder that there are resources and words to define what we are feeling. They are out there and I'm not a therapist. I'm just an NPE, but I'm always learning more about what it is that I'm feeling and going through and processing. And about grief, there is no end or deadline to grieve. So We talked about last week, to not give yourself the message that you can't feel that way. Allow yourself to feel those feelings. Uh, Speaking of feelings, I went into a bit of a dive last night into the next person's Instagram, uh, and she had some great ways of describing her feelings. So I'd like to introduce Kim. Hi, Kim. Are you there? Hi Lily. Yes. Hi, I'm here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for listening to that that long intro. I just I had to talk about that for a minute.
0: <laughs> of course. I think that's great. Uh, it's interesting that once we are well thrown into the status of being an MPE, how we become more interested in all of the topics surrounding it. So, um, right. I can relate. Yes. I hope. Um, or I. Sorry, I brought up your
1: Insta. Is that okay, actually? Yeah. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I, your Instagram has some, you you have some descriptions and um, can I say what the name of your handle is? Will you say what that is? Yeah. It's misattributed paternity. Awesome. Okay. So we'll put that in at the end as well. But misattributed paternity on Instagram. um, I can already tell. I just, I have a lot of, a lot in common with you, (laughs) Kim. I do. (laughs) I don't know your story though, so we're going to hear your story today. So why don't you go ahead and start at the beginning and tell me about your original family and what your childhood was like?
0: Of course. All right. So um, I'm the youngest of six and I was born in 1979. You know, my parents were together for quite a while. I mean, they got married when they were 18. Being the youngest of six, my, my mom was... Almost 40 when she had me. And, you know, I grew up uh, with four brothers and an older sister. And, you know, something always felt off. Let me just throw that out there because I feel like a lot of other MPs say something similar in regards to how they felt a little different from their other siblings. So I definitely felt a little disconnected in ways and I couldn't quite pinpoint it. But my parents uh, divorced when I was eleven months old, so um, my mom eventually married my stepdad when I was two, and I grew up with him being my primary, you know, father. Um, After my parents divorced, uh, my father was in my life, but he he wasn't consistent, Um, and I grew up like you know when people talk about. Daddy issues, like I was definitely that girl, right? Like I just didn't understand um, why we didn't have a great relationship and why he was so distant with me. I went um, almost eight years without even having any contact with him. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, you know, like I said, I had my stepfather who, you know, was an amazing human. He, he took on six children. So, um, I, I have a lot of respect for my stepfather. And, um, You know, over time, I just um, it really impacted my life. Though um, the distance I felt with my own dad, Um, you know, you start chasing people, as they say, and that was a that was a common pattern in my life when I was dating and um, in friendships and things like this. Which I've gone through a lot of therapy since, um, and I've been able to recognize that. And honestly my DNA discovery really helped catapult me out of that, if that makes sense, because it just answers so many questions for me. So my dad uh, passed away about five years ago and I was there with him. I was there with him and my siblings and he was in hospice care. And at the time, you know, I was helping to take care of him and he tried to talk to me. He pulled me down to him, and he was trying to whisper into my ear, and I, I was had no idea what he was trying to say because at that time he was unable to talk, and I even went to a psychic after he passed to try to figure out what he was trying to say to me. so um after that, moving moving forward, um, you know, we're at the funeral, and um, my mom um, came up to me. And said something that was very strange to me. And, you know, it didn't quite make sense. Obviously, now it does. But, you know, she said, um, you know, Kimmy, that's what my family calls me. We haven't always gotten along. Um, but, you know, I, you you shouldn't have to be dealing with this. And I was like, what do you mean I shouldn't have to be dealing with this? This is my father's funeral, you know. There were weird things throughout my life like that. that um, She had said things that just seemed off. and um, so then fast forward to I think it was January two thousand and nineteen is when I decided I wanted to learn more about my dad's side of the family because his mom was adopted when she was younger. And I knew I always heard that she had a brother, and I was hoping I could find, you know her her real family. And so I did the DNA. Test via Ancestry, and I started putting together this extensive family tree, and and once I did the DNA test and the results came back, um, something I noticed is that I wasn't, I, I didn't have a single DNA match with my last name, and I found that interesting, and I was like, that's that seems odd. I was doing this entire uh, family tree with my. Paternal's paternal father's last name, and um, I wasn't matching DNA wise to anyone. So um, I was matching, however, to um, a few other people I'd never heard of. One of them actually reached out to me, and they asked how we could be second cousins. And I said, "I I don't really know. I've you know I've never heard of you." And um, we dug and dug, just you know chatting via ancestry. And eventually they just didn't want to talk about it anymore. I think what happened was they probably uncovered the same secret I eventually would uncover myself. So, um, they decided that they didn't want to be the ones to, to update me with this uh, piece of information. So, um, it wasn't until April of last year um, that that's the month of my discovery. So right after the pandemic, like took hold and we were quarantined, um, I started matching. I got the email from Ancestry that I had new matches. So I logged in and I recognized these last, the last name that was coming up. And, um, it was the last name of someone, a family that I've known my entire life growing up and around. And so I happened to reach out to the person I know with this last name uh, on Facebook. um, And I reached out to him and just said, hey, like I'm doing this DNA uh, investigation and I'm putting this family tree together. I'm matching with people with your last name. Like, can you give me some insight here? Well, then, of course, like 10 minutes later, my mom sends me a text and says, Kimmy, I need to talk to you. So, you know, I don't even put those two together, right? Like I'm thinking she's she has something else to talk to me about. So I go outside, leave my work desk here at home, go for a walk, give her a call, and she's in tears and she's like, You're gonna hate me. Um, I have something to tell you. And I'm just like still like wondering what she's talking about. And then she said, Well, you reached out to so and so, and he mentioned that you emailed him and Um, well, he's your real father. And I was just like, all I could do, the only thing I could do is start laughing. And I probably laughed hysterically for five minutes, what it felt like, because I was in so much shock, right? It just was like, what? Like, where is this coming from? What is happening? Like, you know, and, and I don't know what your discovery was like, Lily, but I mean, it just it, it completely like turns your world upside down. Right. Yeah. So she, she had to come clean with me and she told me everything that happened. Um, and then he eventually emailed me back and he said, you know, I reached out to your mom and, you know, asked her if you knew that I'm your real father, which I am. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's how I discovered, um, that I had a different father than my other siblings, so um, you know. And since then, it's just you know, of course, as we all know, as NPEs, uh, it's it's a bit of a emotional roller coaster, right? So I had I had really bad days, and then I had good days, and I I still struggle um, from time to time, you know, and and especially finding out, you know, that two of my siblings knew, um, which. You know, they knew. They knew. Um How did they know? So one of my brothers um you know, I I told him I was doing this DNA um test and that I was putting this family tree together. He didn't say anything to me at the time, but when I finally told him the news about who my real dad is, he was like, I knew this was going to happen once you told me you took the DNA test. Um he was he he mentioned to me that my father knew, so the man who I thought was my father, my my birth certificate father knew um mm-hmm. you know, because he had had a vasectomy, so, oh. so my mom had said to him, "Well, you know, the doctor said sometimes this happens, mm-hmm. but my mom knew the entire time, and you know, so my brother knew, and then I found out my sister also knew we just recently had a conversation about it. I finally told her and, you know, slowly I've been telling all my siblings um, about the discovery, but out of the six, I believe, well, probably three knew the whole time. And, and that was, that was painful too. Right. Like um, the interesting thing is I think that everyone just buried it. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. um, which people tend to do with traumas and, Yeah, it's, it's interesting to me. And, um, but what was most upsetting was, you know, talking to my sister about it and she uncovered, my sister was 17 when she found out because she found a letter that my mom had written to my biological father, but she hadn't given it to him yet. And my mom caught her reading it and my mom swore her to secrecy. And I felt horrible for my sister to be put in that position Mm. when she was 17 years old Mm. and to have to swear to that secrecy because, you know, things, these secrets don't just affect, you know, the, the child, the birth child, you know, who may have a different father or, you know, the DNA discovery that it affects the most, but it affects everyone else in the family. Um, And and that's been a struggle for me is to get my mom to really realize that I think, but now I'm seeing it Uh, and, um, I'm seeing how much of an effect it had, um, on my siblings. So, so I started the Instagram page, um, you know, and, and I haven't posted in a while. And I think that's because I took a little break from social media as most people have recently, but, um, it, it's therapeutic for me um, to share my story. And, you know, I, I think I'm going to continue posting onto social media, the news at first, you know, I mentioned this to you before I was so nervous to get my story out there and, and, um, uncover the truth because I was worried about protecting people, but really, you know, for all of us who are in this situation, it's really important to, um, to A, not take on the responsibility of, you know, other people's choices and, and actions, but be able to tell our story and, and find some sense of relief and, um, you know, try to move on in some, some fashion. But, you know, I, I just, the biggest thing for me is not living a life of secrecy anymore. And, um, you know, it really doesn't. It makes you feel like you know when you find something out like this, you feel like a giant secret. Like there's no doubt about it, right? Like you, you feel like you were definitely wrong in some way for being here for something. Like we feel wrong, um, and and that's not okay. So your birth father,
1: your your biological father, what happened there? Did you, obviously he, he must've contacted your mother and said you were reaching out to him.
0: He did. Yeah. So he, he's the one who reached out to my mother. Um, and she reached out to me. Of course, when I reached out to him, I did not think like, no, no thought in my mind was like, Oh maybe i'm related to him even you know or maybe long like distantly somehow maybe he's like a second cousin N- nowhere like in my mind did i think oh he is he my dad um so we've we've since talked um you know just via messages we've we've talked about getting together um you know with covid it's been it's been a little difficult but um you know, I think at some point we will, hopefully, because I have a daughter and, you know, I've, I'd like her to get to know him and move forward, you know, in some and have some relationship of some kind, because I do believe that life is short. You know, the, the silly thing, though, is that I, I do know him and I've known him my entire life. Um, you know, it's a, we, we are in a small town and, um, all of them, all of my parents and him and other people, um, were, they're were part of the same friend group. Right. Mm. So, um, you know, he eventually married one of my mom's best friends. And so my mom and her were very close, very, very close up until she passed away a few years ago. And so it's amazing to me that my mom was, um, able to keep it such a secret Though he did tell me that his wife knew. Um, my mom didn't know that. So, um, oh, so you're, he knew you were his child. Yeah. Yep. Oh. So that's, you know, that's the other side of it, right? Like you go yeah. from one, like you resolve one daddy issue and you move on to another. Oh, totally. Oh, <laughs> I'm right there. Like, <laughs> it's like why, you know, because you know what I'm talking about. It's like the whole like feeling like, unwanted, right? not good enough. Um, you know, those were feelings I dealt with my entire life. And then, um, you know, I was going to therapy. I think that's, that's the anger that I feel the most from my mom, right? Is watching me grow up through that and struggling so much with why my birth certificate father didn't really want much to do with mm-hmm. me. And, you know, like, how is a mom, can you watch your child, you know, suffer through that? And, mm-hmm. Um, again, it's just, um, I think part of her parked it as well. Right. Just, just buried it, you know, went on as if, you know, my birth certificate father was my father. I mean, she, you know, I would go visit him once in a while with my um, brother, who's a a year and a half older than me. Like we would go and see him a couple of times during the summers and things like that. But Um, it's just interesting to me how they, you know, like I had all of these adults around me, but neither one of them made probably the the best decision Mm -mm. for my well-being, right? Mm -hmm. My birth certificate father knew, my biological father knew, and my mom knew. And yeah, so, and I'm honestly surprised that they kept it this big of a secret. Was your birth
1: father... Married or single at the time of your conception? He was single. And then your mom got divorced shortly. After. after.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I did find out my mom's denying it, of course. Um, My sister did tell me that her and my biological father dated Mm. after she divorced my dad. Mm Mm-hmm. My birth certificate father, I guess. Yep. You know, and that, you know, so there's just so many questions that I haven't really addressed with them as to why. Um, But your whole identity, I think you probably saw this on on my Instagram, you know, the identity shift. It's very real. You know, when my birth certificate father died, I remember looking at my brother and I was like, oh, you know, I'm so glad I had his big brown eyes. And I remember saying that. Yeah, And uh, this is to the brother who knew. And he was just like, I remember saying it and him not really knowing what to say back to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you just you live with this last name your entire life. And it's not even your last name. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you have no DNA connection to anyone in that family. and. Everyone, you know, my my siblings are like, you're you're still you know, our little sister, which I am I their half sister, but it's a whole different like, you know, part of you now is trying to figure out who you actually are. So and and regardless of like you know who you are deep down, right, innately as a person, but it, it does derive like these feelings of like, well what like, where'd my actual hair color come from? Where, where do these mannerisms come from? You know, like now I've just like been looking at every part of myself and, you know, and it's, and it, it is making sense, you know, cause I do know who my birth father is now. And I can, I'm like, oh yeah, like I actually have his nose, not even my mom's, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's just interesting. You just, um, you kind of peel your, the onion back, all over again with yourself. And, um, and, and in a lot of ways, it's been really, really healthy for me. I've, I've grown a lot because of this in many ways that I probably wouldn't have, you know, had I not discovered this. Um, like I said, you know, it's, I'm letting go of one daddy issue and now I have another, um, so in a way it was a, a lot of weight off my shoulders with um the questioning of my birth certificate father and his behaviors, but now it's like, you know, a whole other set of Louis Vuitton, as they say. So <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean things do I I I think you had coined it or you'd said kind of like abandonment daddy issues. I was reading mm-hmm. through your Instagram and I, I identify with that a lot. But when this is found out, a lot of it starts to make sense about why your bond or lack of bond with your birth certificate father may have existed.
0: Absolutely. It really did. I think, I think that's also why I started laughing. Right. Yes, Because I spent so much time in therapy and trying to figure out these abandonment issues I, I had. So it was like this one little piece of information in my life would have prevented all of that. And so... I honestly think that's where that laughter came from when my mom came clean was just like, you know, it was the shock, but also like, Oh my gosh, like I went through so much therapy trying to, you know, and went to a psychic who obviously, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. she didn't, she didn't tell me what I was hoping to hear obviously about Mm -hmm. um, that last interaction with my birth certificate father. But, yeah. You know, and it's, and it's so interesting because it's getting out there and, you know, I told my mom, I, I don't want any more secrets, but you know, she's, she's feeling the shame. I think that's why most moms, um, keep it a secret, right? Like there's, there's a lot of shame behind it. Um, but that's also why I want to tell my story as well. So that, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe moms out there will hear this or, or read something about all of our stories and, you know, decide it's the appropriate time to just be truthful Yes, Uh, because that's, that's ultimately the right thing to do. Right. What a good point,
1: Kim. Yes. If someone's listening and needs to share that secret.
0: Yeah. Like (laughs) now you you just heard it. like my mom instantly even was like, Oh my gosh. She was like, this is a huge weight off my shoulders. I'm like, well, I would hope so, you know, like, you know, and we've had a straw, you know, it hasn't been easy, but, um, you know, one thing that it has been easier for me in regards to the relationship with my mother is just the sheer honesty that I can have with her, um, with my feelings, um, and, and my thoughts around all of this. She's
1: receptive to you. Just letting, just telling her how you feel.
0: Yeah. It's, it's not easy for her. And, you know, recently, you know, Here's just a little side story. You know, my my uncle passed away recently on my birth certificate father's side. And I honestly don't think a lot of people know about this on his side of the family, um, that I'm not actually related to them. We were going to the funeral uh, a few weeks ago, and my mom was got angry with me because I didn't want to – I was just going to meet her there. I was like, I'll just meet you there. Cause I live 25 miles away. And, um, she was upset. She's like, we, we need to go as a family. Keep in mind, you know, my mom isn't even related to them. She's the ex-wife of his brother. And I'm certainly not related to any of them anymore, you know? And so when she said that to me, it, it that was just like a trigger for me. Um, you know, we need to go as a family. And I was just like, who are you Kit? You know what I mean? It was just like, it kind of felt to me like that whole facade all over that she kind of needs to realize, like, um, it, it's, it's just not real. So, um, you know, I'm very vocal with things, uh, situations when they arise like that with her because I'm uncomfortable with it. Um, and I'm uncomfortable, um, living a facade, you know, because I feel like I have been my entire life. And I, it's not something I want to do anymore. And I think everyone, you know, essentially like is owed the truth. You know, we, it, especially just thinking back to growing up, you know, um, I wasn't close with my dad, but like relationships were very like forced on me to be close with my cousins on his side of the family and things like that. And I was always like, why? Like, you know, um, and and I wasn't even related to them, mm-hmm. so you know you look back on that. I mean, once you discover something like this, your mind just races, and you go back to the different circumstances and different conversations, and um, you know we're. I just I I feel like I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was probably just having to force those relationships to cover for my mom, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and and that's just we don't need to do that anymore that's that's how i feel so
1: are your other five siblings cuz you're the youngest of six are they all full siblings to each other they all belong to your birth certificate father
0: they do i mean i'm the only one who's taken the dna test so honestly like you know who knows but um yeah i mean they as far as i know um i think my mom probably would have you know come out with more had, had that been different. Like if she thought like, which I don't think, I think the infidelity obviously was later on in their marriage, um, around the time I was conceived. So, um, yeah, they're, they're full siblings. Um, and I do have a younger brother, half brother, um, on my, my new newly found biological father's side. Um, and I'm not sure if he's told him if he knows, um, you know, I know we've talked about it. He said his family is is very open, and you know he I think would also like his family to know the truth as well so it, it's all about timing, right, and for us to be able to sit face to face and actually have a conversation, um you know, I look forward to that, and hopefully hopefully we can do that sooner rather than later because then you also just worry you know our parents aren't getting any younger mm-hmm. and um it's important to me to, to have those conversations, um, with him and my, for my daughter's sake as well. What
1: about your stepdad? Did, did your mom tell him? No. Oh, no. Kept he, that.
0: He still doesn't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he's, he, my stepdad is not very healthy and he has a little bit of dementia. Okay. So these conversations my mom and I have had are strictly just between us. Okay, um, And I didn't, I don't at this time find it necessary to tell him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think about growing up with him though. And, you know, there was a time where he, you know, he punched my, my, my bio, who I thought was my biological father or, you know, was my birth certificate father. And he punched him for not paying child support. Mm. Um, and you know, that's something I'll never forget. And like, it was all about me and, and, um, my brother next, uh, next in line, like age wise to me. Yeah. Um, he was, he was mad at him for not paying child support for us. And I look back on that even, and I'm like, that could have been avoided, you know? Um, just, um, yeah, I, the, the interesting thing is, you know, no one really had any idea that DNA could ever out them with these secrets. Like, you know, I think there's probably a lot of people who planned on going to the grave. Yeah. So it's interesting to me. You know, it's it's great. I found other MPEs to talk about this with and learn about their stories. And um, it's essential to to really hold on to each other and um, cheer each other on through, through the healing um, process of it all. Kim, if people would like to get in touch
1: with you, could they do that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would love it. Uh, my Instagram handle is misattributedpaternity. And oh, great. yeah, I love meeting fellow MPEs and uh, helping, helping others in this healing journey as well. Kim, thank you so much for sharing
1: your story today. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, of course, Lily. And thank you for doing this and um, allowing us. To have a platform to tell our stories. These stories
1: are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.